Joel Embiid's debut, James Harden still not with the team. We'll talk about that more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Saturday to you. It's Saturday, what? October the 21st. Season's right around the corner. I'm not going to be here long today. Just want to give you all a little recap of last night's preseason finale. The 76ers won 120-106 to against the uh, Atlanta Hawks at the Wells Fargo Center, right? And his debut in Nick Nurse's system, Joel Embiid was out of sorts early, but he hit 14 to 15 free throws. He ended up with 21 points. He had a couple blocks, right? So it's weird. He was out of sorts, but I see he was playing a little different. Uh, he looked rusty at in the beginning, and his conditioning could have been a little bit good, but better. But at the same time, you look at it and you say, this was his first game. But So I want to dissect that. I also want to talk about James Harden. As you guys know, James Harden has not reported back to the Sixers um, this week. Uh, he went away to Houston on um, on Sunday after practice and hasn't returned, hasn't returned. No, no one knows where he is now. Um, you know, people know, but, you know, the team doesn't. But he uh, – it looks like the 76ers are going to be pre- prepared to play without him. But I want to talk about the game last night. Now, Joel Embiid, right, and I said he was out of sorts. And the thing about it is, you know, Nick Nurse has this new – free-flowing offense. The team shows a lot of promise. And as much as folks, you know, uh, praise Nurse's schemes, we wouldn't get a true glimpse of of his impact until MB played in the game. Well, the moment of truth came Friday night, right? And let's just say um, seeing MB play this way will take some getting used to. And, you know, the league MVP, a scoring champion of each of the last two seasons, appeared out of source early. But as his play progressed, but his play progressed as the game went along, right? Embiid ended up with 21 points, five rebounds, two blocks, and an assist in 33 minutes and 10, sec- um, 10 seconds. He did struggle from the field, y'all, making just three of 12 shots. However, he made up for that, like I said before, hitting 14 of uh, 15 three throws. Now, De'Anthony Melton had another great game. Uh, De'Anthony Melton got the start at the two guard, and he scored 29 points. While Tyrese Maxey had 15 points in the game high, 12 assists. Trey Young paced the Hawks with 19 points and 10 assists, right? But MB was the story. Like, the guy was rusty, early on um 
I mean, he missed shots he normally would make. Um, but the one thing you got to say is he was extremely unselfish moving the ball. He also stretched the floor on on some possessions, whereas he was actually out there providing help, providing spacing for other teammates. I mean, he set screens. He played solid defense. So, you know, I don't have any complaints. And then when he was asked after the game about, you know, this role, and MB said, look, I think I've always wanted to play that way. I never liked just being an ISO player. I don't think that's the right way to play, and I don't think that's the right way to win. So I like the system. Isn't all about me. Like today, there were a couple passes. Guys weren't expecting it, and I'm telling them, I'm like, when you cut, you got to cut hard. When you go to cut, mean it, right? And 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 if you got to be re- and you got to be ready to receive the ball. So he was saying all that. Now the thing is, like again, Embiid is right. My only question is, what's going to happen? And again. Every this is the preseason. Everything is fine. He says he doesn't like playing the other way, right? Um, but you know, Embiid averaged over thirty points in each of the past two seasons, led the league in scoring. He's the MVP. He got the MVP not because he was passing the ball and getting guys involved. He got the MVP because he was carrying the Sixers. Like his points is what carried them to win games. And there were certain times where Embiid in the past, he had his hands out and he thought he was going to get the ball, but somebody else would take it. And he and they cheered for him. He was elated. I get that. He was elated for him. But my question is, what's going to happen when they're playing in a close game and Embiid doesn't get the ball? You know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen then? What's going to happen if... If they, he feels like his team needs him. He feels like he has to carry him because there's going to be stretches like that. And somebody who who shouldn't be handling the ball is, you know, my thing is, is he still going to be that willing passer or is he going to be like, yo, get me the rock? Because as much as he says, this is how he likes to play. And this is how he always wanted to play. There was a time when Joel would get upset when people didn't give him the ball. Seriously, there was. And I think there's some newness here and this and that. And, um, you know, something we also got to pay attention to is how other people are. Now, let's get it. Joker, Nikola Jokic, you know, is a willing passer. He, he, he does things. He doesn't score a lot of points. But the offense runs through him. He's on top of it. He's in the front facing, directing traffic, getting a lot of assists, the whole nine. There was times where Joel didn't touch the ball on possessions, which was new to me. And the one thing is, it's kind of like when you look at it, like I've never seen a drastic change of an offense surrounding an MVP or or a two-time scoring champion. It's kind of sort of like, and I'm not comparing her to him, but it's kind of sort of like saying, hey, Mike, Michael Jordan. Yeah, we know you the truth, 
we need you to make sure BJ Armstrong gets his shot or make sure other things. Now, again, this is Nick Nurse's system. And everything is good now. But I just want to see how it is. And it might be the best thing because when you got guys like for other to get other guys involved, like you got guys like Tobias Harris, you know, Danny Green can hit a shot. You have Kelly Oubre who can score. You know, you have um, Maxie Melton. You know, you have a lot of guys who can create, and not all of them can create, but they can score, get their shots. So with that being said, you look at it, and that might be the best fit for the group. But is it the best fit for Joel? You know, that's what it is. And everything that he says right now is is great. And everything that there, you know, that looks good. But I, I just want to see it. Now, on the defensive end, I like the, the way he played, too. You know, defensively, Joel showed some versatility. He came out and aggressively defended Kent, Clint Cabela, Capella in the perimeter during the early possession. He also ran out to disrupt a wide-open would-be shooter during the second-half possession. And he mostly positioned himself underneath the basket, protecting the rim. And this is what he said after the game. He was like, I tried to be aggressive. Since we've been here, you know, last year was actually our worst year, and we still finished top 10 in defense. I've always believed that as long as I'm on the floor, we have a chance, especially defensively. So I just want to come in, and I think I've always done it, but I just want to stay consistent and, and not take any plays off. Every single possessions got to got to matter, right? That's my mindset. Every single game, trying to come in and be aggressive, right? So, you know, the thing is, when you look at it, um, you know, Joel, this is going to be his eighth year, eighth season. You know, he was named a second team all defensive selection in 2018, 2019, 2021. I mean, he's, he, he thinks that he's still really good defensively, right? You know, I mean, and you look at it. I mean, this guy's averaged 1.7 blocks for his career. And that's like 394 games, right? So, you know, this is what he said. But I think it's really been forgotten. So I want to get back to that level to challenge for whatever defensive player of the year or something like that, right? So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But it, it looked good. But again, I just want to see how this thing looks when they go through some adversity. I mean, that's it. I want to see it. Because, you know, if, if everybody's going to be equal opportunity, free flowing, you know, sometimes it's a pecking order. And I just want to see if he doesn't get the rock, how that's going to go. You know, how that's, that's going to go. And, and that's not and that's just human nature, y'all. Like, it ain't me saying, oh, I'm hating or I'm doing this and that. It's just human nature. You know, you you want to you wanna see how, how it goes. I mean, that's just it. You just want to see how it goes. So let's talk about James Harden, right? So James Harden remaining away from the Sixers wasn't a surprise, right? I mean, let's, let's face it, the point guard... Although even when he was there, he was practicing, he was doing certain things, but he was not playing in games. 
I mean, he missed all four of their preseason scrimmages. Now, before the game, Nurse was asked if he's at a point now going into Thursday's season opener at Milwaukee that he's preparing his team without heart. I think I've been preparing for it all this week, for sure. I think that's, uh, that, um, that's a lot of thoughts has gone into him not playing and preparing the team for that this summer. I keep saying there is another plan if something changes, and I don't think it has affected us very much at all. You can, yeah, true, but it's, it's still like it's not ideal. Like, I can understand what Nick says. It hasn't affected us, but it's not ideal. Like, yeah, you got the plans. You got Tyrese Maxey. You got this and that. And it, like I said yesterday and the day before, it's great that James isn't around because then you can just focus on the one thing and not worrying about how, trying to implement him, trying to do all these other things. However, it's still a distraction. Because you look at Milwaukee, you look at all these other guys, they got their pieces. Right now, you still don't know what your roster is going to be like. You don't know if James is going to say all the things I said about Daryl, about him being a liar, about never playing for the Sixers again, if he wants to take that back. You just don't know. There's just a lot that you don't know. So there's some uncertainty. And then if he doesn't play, who are you going to get? How are you going to implement those players into the offense? Like right now, we're, it's a free-flowing offense. So it's rhythm, it's timing, it's a lot of guys getting involved, right? So those are things that, you know, they got to make sure that they have um, taken care of. I mean, so, but if you don't, once that person comes, the new person, you have to take a while to get used to playing with that person. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't ideal at all. It's not. And it's just not. Like, now they got to worry about playing the Bucks, which is going to be a tough test for them, extremely tough test for them. You know, you also got to get Joel back in shape. And then you got the uncertainty with James. Now, I don't know. It's just, it's a tough thing on a coach, but I mean, the Sixers are used to it with the Ben Simmons situation, but it's it's just been different. But again, y'all, I told y'all this was going to be a short one. Um, You know, I just wanted to talk about the game and talk about uh, James not being around, but be back on Monday to do some more preview stuff. And they talk about Daryl Morey, some other things, uh, Tobias Harris, but um, I just wanted to chat with y'all about Friday night's game. Um, just know you can get this podcast wherever you get podcasts at, free and available, right? You can also go to the YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers YouTube. Make sure you do. Make sure you like it. Make sure you leave a comment. And make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. When you do that, you become a new subscriber. When you become a new subscriber, you also get notifications when new podcasts drop. So do that. I want y'all to enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll chat with y'all Monday morning. Peace.